For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as are as well huge show in store for you tonight our good friend from crane and company david cone joins us at 7 30 we'll talk all things college football with him um michigan his alma mater former quarterback at michigan is david cone we'll talk a little bit of michigan with him we'll go all around college football um as week three is about to get underway tomorrow so looking forward to having david Cohen on we had jay crane on last week we're gonna need to get him on again gonna be really fun to talk to david this week too uh about all things going into week three rafino's rant so look you guys know that I do not like being political on this show. We're not going to talk politics. I'm not going to talk Republicans, Democrats, whether you like Trump, hate Trump, whether you like Biden, hate Biden, I don't care. Uh, But today, Tommy Tuberville um, spoke with On3 about what they'll call the PASS Act to regulate NIL. Don't really have a massive problem with that. Um, And to bring in resolutions for the transfer portal that I do not agree with. This is why you don't allow politicians in sports, and he should know better. We're going to get back to the good old days. Well, Tommy, we're not in the good old days. And by the way, even though you're passing this legislation, once you do bring that back to the Supreme Court, it's going to get overturned. All of it will get overturned in the way that you're structuring it. So 
this is what happens when you get guys like Charlie Baker involved. We'll talk on the pass act here a little bit tonight and the legalities of it uh, and what it can mean moving forward. Brian Kelly gives a midweek update. We'll talk a lot more about Mississippi State. We'll talk about what Brian Kelly had to say about his team going into this weekend. He said three main things that I I, I like here. Three main things. And, and, and might even go on a little bit of rants on that one uh, as well. But really liked what I heard from Brian Kelly this week uh, as well. We'll go around your SEC. A lot of big-time games this weekend. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, there's not a lot of games. But I do see a lot of you on social media doing the countdowns. You can't say that you're ready for football. Then when football is going to be played on Saturday, you're like, oh, there's a bunch of duds. Not really. This is what we can call an early, early, very early separation Saturday if you do look into these games. We'll talk about all 14 teams in the SEC. We'll give our thoughts and picks on that those uh, as well. And if we have time... Saints and Panthers on Monday Night Football, which reminds me, um, next Monday, next Monday, we will not be live at 7 p.m. We will be live at, I mean, we will not be live at 7 p.m. We will be live at 6 p.m. so that we can all watch the Saints game. We'll do a little preview with it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, don't like when the Saints play on Monday Night Football. It throws everything off. We might push Carter to Tuesday since we're not all jam-packed and things like that. It'll be really, really fun. But I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. Uh, no Cap Sports Talk says, listening from Charleston, South Carolina, go Tigers. Good to have you with us here, No Cap. Good to have you with us here. Mike T says, listening in Wilmington, Delaware, by way of Shreveport, Louisiana. I love doing this segment at a buddy of mine. And a lot of y'all do it for Josh Pate. And he had, you know, we had, we had talked about that. Or, or, you know, just that. I love seeing where everybody's from. So, we're going to continue to do it. Where are you listening to us from tonight? We try to pull up so many different places where you're listening from. Tell us where you're listening to us uh, tonight. Oh, well, here it is. Paul Sub says they play at 7-6-15. See, I got my times mixed up. Got my times mixed up. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. But we're probably going to go uh, earlier. Because I think, isn't it right, Paul Sub? There's two games on Monday night. Two games on uh, on Monday night. But love, back to it. Love where, seeing where everybody is listening to us from tonight. Eric Newman says, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, by the way of Chalmette. Yeah, I think they have one of the best... Um, Eric can forgive me on this name, but one of the best barbecue places that I've ever eaten in my life, the one that in Texas when we went to the Decorian Moore, the five-star wide receiver, we went to his commitment or live-streamed his commitment. Texas had some really good barbecue. Forgive me, I forgot the place. And Hattiesburg, man, they had a, you know, uh, big women with moo-moos on. You talk about some barbecue, man. Woo! Hattiesburg's got it. Kevin Wallace says, Orange, Texas, the 409 is in the house. I see you there, Kevin, with looks like maybe your daughter. Uh, beautiful family, man. Congratulations on that. Got to love it, man. Got a little girl. Her name is Jules. She's not feeling well today. So y'all keep y'all keep my little girl, Jules, in y'all's, in y'all's thoughts and prayers, man. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I don't like when my kids get sick, man. I know that kids get sick, but I hate it. 
Uh, Justin says the Woodlands, Texas. My, that, all that means is my man Justin's got that money. Justin got that paper. <laughs> Stephanie says Grand Cane, Louisiana. Good to have you in here uh, with us tonight, Stephanie. Spencer Trahan says from the three-one great home of LSU. OT University Monroe, Louisiana. Yeah, they got some crazy things going over there in West Monroe. Crazy, crazy things over there. Crazy, crazy things. Come on, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. He says parts unknown. You got to give us the town, man. You got to give us the town. Chris Lomax says Covington, Tennessee need to come to Memphis and try out some barbecue. I have my father-in-law before God bless him. Uh, and rest in peace to Mike Tragel, one of the best men that you will ever meet in your life. Um, they lived in Memphis. That Memphis has got some good barbecue too. But the best two places um, that I've ever eaten barbecue-wise is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and in at Holes in the Wall, man. Holes in the Wall. I'm telling you, knock your socks off. Now, speaking of food, uh, we do have some news. Uh, we've been thinking about doing this. Um we're putting the team a team together. We're going to be doing some food content. We got to it last year. I really liked it. Doing it around Louisiana, some local areas. Um, so we're going to be doing some food content, man. Uh, I, I, I really do. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Not going to be me all the time. Not not the face of me. Okay. Um, but I'm really excited about it. Really excited about it. Kevin says, I'm hearing that Omar Spates isn't 100% wealthy, no-cap sports. Um, yeah, so about that. Nobody is – so you're right. He is hurt, and it was pretty apparent in Florida State that he was playing injured, um, and that affected him. Now, listen, I've seen a lot of people talking about Omar Spates. Guys, you do realize against – really and truthfully against Florida State when those guards and tackles pull he's in the right position making the play right when you when you have two of the when you have that guard pull it's his job to trap and to make that running back cut back into the interior the truth is is that's Harold Parkins's responsibility to make that tackle it's just like we the film doesn't lie man uh he isn't 100 percent I think that tomorrow we'll ask Brian Kelly again about that and see how he feels. But we need him. We need him. That is for sure. Uh, King Ulysses says, Denver, Colorado, by the way, of the 318-31 great. You got to love it. You know what, man? I got to admit, we uh, we have a lot of 318-31 graders that watch us uh, on AYS. You got to love it, man. You got to love it. Uh, Brandon Reese says, I'm glad that Mason Smith is back. I agree. Let's see if he's knocked off some of that rust. And he, we need him to have a big game against a team that's going to run the ball a lot. We need him. We need him. All right, a couple more, then we'll get rolling. Uh, Chad Riddle says, Manchester, Tennessee, home of the Bonnaroo Music Festival. Go Tigers. Bonnaroo Music Festival. Did not know that. Anthony B. Saints says, ask Blake, what is your thoughts on the gauntlet of baseball schedule? Oh, so we'll talk about that too. It's in the title here tonight. The LSU baseball schedule was released. We will talk about it. it brutal. Brutal SEC stretch. 
Florida, Vandy, Tennessee, or Arkansas, Florida, Vandy, Tennessee. That is brutal. But that's the life in the SEC, man. That's the life in the SEC. I think LSU has the pitching this year to to do some things. 1,000%. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages if you're listening to us on YouTube. Guys, we're so close to 6,000 subscribers. So close. Do us a favor. Hit the like and share if you haven't done so already. We see how many people are subscribing, watching the show, and so many of you have not subscribed already. Do us a favor. If you hadn't done so, just hit the little subscribe notification bell. Hit that like button. Helps us with that algorithm. It helps the show grow. Do us a favor by doing that. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And wherever you listen, or if you're watching this on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Our good friends over at GM Varndon Sons. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss. Next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. We're, We're back. <laughs> Let me do this really quickly, um, because this is football season, right? This is football season. Um, this is the LSU baseball schedule for 2024. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but we do need to mention it. I know that I can't really make it bigger, but. It is what it is. Look, so LSU's baseball schedule was released today. They have some big-time matchups in this. Now, early in the year, like they normally do, they don't really play anybody. They got VMI, Central Arkansas a couple times, Northern Illinois, Stony Brook, Northern Illinois, Stony Brook again. Um, so, yeah, not really anybody. Got at, They go to Rice. Got Texas, UL Lafayette, Texas State in there, and the classic that they'll play in earlier in the year. But LSU starts off next year with a very, very, very brutal SEC stretch. Mississippi State on the road. Okay, maybe not them being that brutal. They, they've been down a little bit. But in a month, Florida 
or Florida comes into Baton Rouge. Obviously, you just played them for a national title. At Arkansas, you got Fandy at home, then at Tennessee. And then the following weekend, you go back to back on the road and at Missouri. This stretch for LSU baseball is going to be pretty brutal, man. It's going to be pretty brutal. But you're a really good team. You are a really good team. I don't ever worry about Jay Johnson and this schedule. I think that you can continue to go 17, 13, 20 to 10 in conference, but it's brutal. You didn't have Florida in the regular season this year. Um, you didn't have Missouri this year. Those two teams cycle in. And look, the best, the defending champions, you play the best. You still got a really good baseball team. We'll talk a lot about that more when the season starts getting here. Obviously, December, January, when things start pre-gaming, a little bit of LSU baseball. But the schedule did come out today, and that is a very brutal stretch uh, in a month. But for me, and I think for a lot of you, this is football season, right? We're in only week three, so we're going to talk a lot of football. So I was on the telecast or the SEC uh, 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 cast today when Brian Kelly uh, met with the media, met with all of the media, the teleconference, when he met with them. The first thing that that stood out to me was Brian Kelly was asked a question by Wilson Alexander of The Advocate about Malik Neighbors. And it's interesting to me because a lot of people were like, why did Jaden last week throw some of these passes to Malik Neighbors? Well, he's a leader. He's trying to feed his man. He's trying to feed... One of the dudes, him and Jaden are really close. We posted on our YouTube channel the interview, the player interview with Malik Neighbors. And Brian Kelly was asked about the leadership of that room and him being the outright leader. And one thing that we just haven't heard about is the, how big of a leader he can be. You know, he could have easily pouted and moped and not had a good game last week, but he came back and he responded. Did exactly what he needed to do. This week, if there is one player that like, hey, man, we really need you to step up big for us this week, it's Malik. It 1,000% is him because LSU is going to get him out in space. They're going to find times where they put him in the slot, throw him a couple quick slants, and get him the ball early. He was the, he was the biggest player really for you last year in this matchup because when he ran that slot fade, him coming down with that won you the game, guys. He 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 won you the game with that catch. I know that there was a lot of time left on the clock, but he won it for you. We need him to be big again here. He's been here for three years. He's been a leader. Continue to do that for us, man. Continue to do that for us. Brian Kelly said that after the bowl game, he was the one that became the leader after Kayshawn left. And I'm not trying to read too much into this. But Brian Kelly kind of felt relieved that Malik was the dude that, you know, maybe there were some issues between Brian Kelly and, and Kayshawn. Not really. I mean, we all know what happened in the media, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Kayshawn, you know, was Kayshawn, and he didn't really a lot of times feel like he wanted to be here, you know, multiple times. And even he admitted that he was, he was thinking about going to Alabama last year. He didn't. But once... Kayshawn walked out that door. Malik said, guys, this is my this is my team. This is my room. I'm standing up. We're going to be better. And they have been better. A couple catches or a couple drops here and there that they've had, but they've been better. They've been better. 
Now it's time to go out there and show just how good this room is and just how good this unit can be. I do think that it can start uh, this weekend. Brian Kelly was also asked about J.K. Johnson, said he was going to be out for the year. I think we pretty much knew that. I don't know why he continues to be asked that when he's already said that he'd be out for the year, but he did say surgery went good, so that's a really good sign. Brian Kelly was also asked about John Emery, and he said, in quote, that realistically he is in much he's in a much better position this year than he ever was a year ago. He's on the, He was on the scout team for the last three weeks, and he's ready to go. He's not going to be limited by conditioning. You know what's interesting, too, is I went back and listened um, multiple times in reference to every time that Brian Kelly has brought up or someone has brought up to Brian Kelly about John Emery. And he has a really big glow to him when he talks about John Emery. I know that John would miss the first two games, but every time that he's asked about him, go listen to him. He lights up like a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve when Santa Santa Claus is coming down the chimney. He lights up. Saying that he won't be limited by conditioning, that we're going to rotate him in there, I don't know what really to expect. I think that Logan Diggs, and he would, Brian Kelly would go on and talk about Caleb Jackson, and we'll talk about in a little bit uh, as well. But he lights up about John Emery. Trey Bradford did not play last week, and that is unfortunate. But can John Emery finally break through that mold? We get frustrated about all the things that's happened with him. Guys, he he has serious talent. Now, has he worked on some of the fumble things? Has he worked on some of the catching things? Last year, John Emery had arguably one of the best plays that we had all of last year. When he catches the ball from Jaden along the sidelines, he makes the move against Alabama and he gets a first touchdown for the Tigers. It's just always been interesting to me when every time that Brian Kelly is asked about John Emery, the smile and the, you know, when Brian Kelly talks, he kind of gets a little bit higher pitch when he's excited like a lot of us do. I do that myself. He, I would not be surprised. Now, if this doesn't happen, I get it. And maybe I'm reading a little too much into this, and I probably am. Ladies and gentlemen of LSU Tiger Nation, I I don't wouldn't be surprised if he got a lot of touches in this game, and him and John Emery and Caleb Jackson with the three backs that LSU rotates in and out of there. I know you got like 72 of them. It would not shock me in the slightest that if those three guys are the back and then when you get in the red zone, that Noah Kane starts coming in as well and you start feeding him. Thought that was really interesting. Also, Brian Kelly was asked about Caleb Jackson and he said about him that he's progressing really good. He's made a lot of progress. He will play again this week and that there are there have been steady progress in a very deep and talented room. <sighs> Listen. Here's the truth. You do have a stable of running backs that you got to feature here to take some of this off of Jaden. And tomorrow, I already have my five keys of victory ready to go for tomorrow. We'll talk about those at nauseum on the show tomorrow. You're going to, against a team like this, now their corners have been suspect, but against a team like this, you're going to have to run the football. 
If it's ugly early, don't get frustrated with this team because I promise you, I promise you, if you stay with the run. Now, that doesn't mean that Jaden can't throw the ball 35 times uh, on Saturday because he can. I'm sure that he will. But there's going to have to be some quarterback runs. You're going to have to get this, let this defense spread out a little bit. They this this team and Zach Garnett is one of the more interesting schemes that you're going to see. Nobody that I really know of, maybe Army, because I don't really know what their defense runs yet. You're not going to see another three three five stack. And what a three three five stack is is three D linemen, three linebackers, one of them usually being a big safe, bigger safety, and five DBs. You're not going to really see that. They're going to send exotic stuff at you like his name is your boy, the Tiger King. What was the Tiger King's name again? Joe Exotic. Zach Arnett sends more exotic things defensively in the Blitz game than Joe Exotic does with those damn Tigers and Carol Baskin, that bitch. It's the truth. Stay with the running game. Push the line of scrimmage. Let's see what happens with her getting rotated in here. But if there's not a play in the passing game, because they're going to drop six, seven, sometimes eight guys, when they do that, it's going to be difficult for Jaden to find the open guy. He's going to have to use his legs to win. That is the bottom line. A steady dose of a great running game is going to be the key to you defensively. So in talking about what Brian Kelly has mentioned, and... What we've seen from this team so far, this, again, a year ago, you were in a lot of the same position. A lot of the same position. Can you go out there and execute? That is the ultimate question. This team, and I think Brian Kelly has hit the, the, head, the, nail on, the, the hammer on the nail here. I, you're just more talented. If I'm a Mississippi State fan, you had four. I would fear this a little because you had four turnovers in the first half last week, and you only had 14 points. Schematically, and by the way, I'm going to talk about Zach Arnett here in just a second. But Zach Arnett is more focused on what they're doing defensively than offensively. Now, a lot of people have said that. They expect Will Rogers to throw the ball more than 17 times like he did last week. And I agree with you. I do think because he's going to have to by necessity, they're going to have to throw the ball more than they did a week ago. But on that same SEC teleconference today, Zach Garnett was a little snippy with reporters. Really snippy. Kind of like he was... um, What's the word I'm look? I don't want to say cocky, but he felt like, you know, some guy at the advocate, I don't know his name from Baton Rouge, has, hey, coach, can you clarify what you mean about being more explosive and throwing the ball? Um, and he snapped at him. He snapped at another media member. Look, dog, I'm just going to tell you, when you, oh, Blake, the SEC is down, and you do the hands like what Sam Hartman was doing when he's calling plays on the sideline, you know, you start doing like this. The, the bottom line, when you aren't humble, the SEC will humble you. you. As the great lyricist and great poet 
named Little Boosie once said, if you talk shit and run your mouth, well, you know the rest of it. All right, we do got a super chat in here. We do got a super chat. Cody McGee, since 999, says, Kayshawn always had the Leonard Fournette attitude. LSU defense runs blitz and man, there's no air raid at Mississippi State anymore. I agree with that second statement. I don't think Leonard was that bad of a dude, but Kayshawn uh, was an issue. Thank you for the $9.99 Super Chat. I am going to punt the um, the Tommy Tuberville thing. Basically, the PASS Act, we were going to talk about that. I don't agree with them in the transfer portal and the legislation. We'll talk about that. I can't do it in two minutes because we do have David Cohn. The Michigan man, man, they look good. They look good, dude. I Well, Blake, they played, you know, Tennessee Rudy Poutek. I don't care. They look good. Let's get to two of these before we get uh, to David. Uh, Don says, hey, Blake, I think it's leave. Uh, 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 yeah, that's it. The, the thing in Hattiesburg, I don't know. How say, but that's it. Mama's out there in Moomoo's. Best barbecue you ever eat in your life, man. Best barbecue you ever eat in your life. I'm telling you. All right. Uh, one more. Cat Clark says, "Can we start Denver Harris, dude? Is always draped over the receivers. I think he will. Pl- I think he will start. I do think that he will start. And look, LSU defensive backs wise has not um, looked great, but a lot of people are not going to look great against Keon Coleman. Almost six months ago to the day when that man went in the transfer portal, we had the long, long segment on here, and I got abused." over like 600 comments on the YouTube video or whatever about Keon Coleman. Blake's an idiot. Blake doesn't know what he's talking about. Keon Coleman's not better than any receiver on this team. That proved to be a lie. (laughs) Thank you guys for the button. That proved to be a lie. See, that's when you know you have a good team and the the button hits. All right. Let's get to our good friend, David Cohn. Let's talk about our good friend, Tyler Alexander, over at EXP Realty, and our good friend, Carol Falls, over at State Farm. Don't go. The Michigan. Don't go anywhere. The Michigan. Former Michigan quarterback, David Cohn, joins us next. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. If you want to buy or sell. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Not too late. Dial nine five five zero 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 eight. Just call nine five five zero zero zero. Hey, y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state 
of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirement. You have the best. You have the best hair. David Cohn from Crane and Companies, I guess. You have the best hair in the business. You know that, right? I'm just not even going to talk, man. I'm just going to let you keep talking. <laughs> you just, I'm just going to let you do your thing, man. Like a good neighbor, I'm ready to come in here and talk college football, man. Well, you like got a me good neighbor, up the last couple minutes. Like a good neighbor, raising canes is still better than Zaxby's. I'm sorry we had the unfortunate thing that happened, Look, and I couldn't man, make it, day, but. One day you're going to see the light and you're going to hit me up privately, not publicly out here in front of all these people. You're going to hit me up privately and say, man, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I you know, might. Be, hey, I the might. first Zaxby's ever is in my hometown of Statesboro. I think I went on my first date ever at the first Zaxby's ever. So to me, it doesn't like they could fall oh. off a cliff completely. They could raise their price. It's not it's never going to matter to me because it's just a loyalty factor at this point. I, I see. So it's a loyalty thing. It's not about the better food. You know, we got to have this blind taste test. You and me, we were supposed to I know, I'm SEC coming media up. Days. We're going to make this happen. I know. We had an I unfortunate event, but we're, we're going to do it, I promise you. All right, David Cohn, Crane Company is our guest. Listen, man, Cohn, Michigan looks good. They look really good. Are they better yeah, than man. last year? Yeah, yeah. They Look, they got a good football team. I mean, I want to see a little bit more push on the offensive line here. They're talking about this offensive line like it's the it's the greatest ever. Back-to-back Joe Moore Award winners, and they're saying there's seven, maybe eight guys on the offensive line who could get drafted. That's unheard of. So when, I, when, when, when you come in with those sort of expectations, I want to see you bully East Carolina around. Right. You know, I want to see you rush for 450 yards. So I get it. Look, we're, we're, Michigan's trying to stay vanilla. We're trying not to get guys hurt at the end of games. And, you know, this week's going to be exciting too i know we have bowling green but keep in mind head coach at bowling green is scott leffler my former quarterback coach at michigan no one knows michigan football program better than scott leffler coming in there you think he doesn't have something to prove and you know we got mike hart on our side who played for coach leffler there's a lot of interesting storylines right now but the thing that jumps out to me is jj mccarthy is really slinging the football around man the arm strength has taken that next step and i'm hoping that they'll get him involved in some some more quarterback design run and let him read those rpos a little more the wide receiver group looks strong obviously i think we have the best running back uh duo in the country I agree. and then for the second straight year the defensive backs are looking good for the last decade my biggest complaint has been the secondary because some of the guys i played with up there i mean leon hall was one of the best to ever do it you know and so to watch the secondary play the way they had for the last 10 years you know despite and occasional guys like Jabril Peppers and, and some of those. Right. Uh, the last two years look like the defensive back group has come on strong. So let's see, man. Look, my national championship pick was Michigan against LSU. And, you know, hats off. Hats off to LSU and some of these other programs around the country for giving us the games that college football deserves early. I mean, it takes guts to go and play Florida State in the state of Florida. It takes guts for Alabama to play Texas uh, and, and do those home-and-home -home games. Texas A&M, Miami, all those 
sorts of things. So, you know, I, I'm disappointed a little bit in, in Michigan scheduling. But at the same time, last year we had UCLA on the schedule. That fell off. Same thing with right. Georgia this year was supposed to play Oklahoma. Some of that stuff is out of the control. And, and certainly it's out of the control of the players and coaches. Look, just go do your thing. And I think that as far as uh, your, your fan base at LSU and my fan base there at Michigan, both of us have serious gripes against the NCAA right now. I mean, my boy Harbaugh serving a three-game suspension for, for, for communication during COVID or a hamburger or something. It's an absolute joke. And the fact that Mason Smith couldn't play in that opener against Florida State, I think, uh, I think you heard my rant on that. It's absolutely unacceptable. No leadership from the NCAA. But regardless, we're three weeks in, man, and it's been a great college football season so far. Speaking of being in three weeks, outside of Colorado, because Dion is probably in Colorado is the biggest surprise to some extent. Any other big surprises to you so far, Dave? Well, certainly my answer would be Colorado, and I know we'll get to that. Um, look, I really thought Miami played good football the other day. I, 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 I had too. some – I had – I'm not going to come in here and say I had high expectations for Miami. I think we we still felt like they're a year away, and that could still be the case. But um, I certainly came in thinking, hey, Mario, they got their guy. You know, Mario Cristobal is a two-time national champion at Miami, and he played in the trenches. And plus, I mean, Miami Miami is a lot like LSU to me. You could build a fence just around the perimeter of the county, and you could just recruit in there, and you'd have a good football team. So I was hoping that Miami would play good football this year. And what they did to Texas A&M, and, and here's my thing on Texas A&M. Usually when Texas A&M loses – to me, it's their fault, and it says more about them. And last year was pitiful, and, you know, they're losing to App State. When they lost that game at Miami, I didn't think they played bad football. There was some lack of physicality at the end with that safety on the touchdown. That you know, But Connor Wegman's the real deal, man. Connor I know. Play football, and it, for him to throw his first interception, it took the dig route receiver <laughs> falling down. The kid put it right where he had to put it. So for right. the first time, Texas A&M is losing a game, and I'm thinking – Man, this actually says more about Miami. You know, Tyler Van Dyke had way too much expectation, way too much hype a year before. Uh, This year, he seems like he's playing within himself. He's playing on schedule. Five touchdowns, no pick, 370-something through the air. I'm impressed with Miami so far. Shannon Dawson, their OC, was the running backs coach at Southeastern where I played. Okay. Same offensive scheme after he left. Dawson's a dude. Like, the things that he will do – look, I was screaming it from the bleachers, and everybody's like, Blake don't know what he's talking about. We play for him, running backs coach. And the dude is going to get things open. He's going to scheme things open, and he's passionate. I do like Shannon Dawson a lot. It's something uh, to look over or look at them. Thoughts on Texas and Alabama, Texas going in there and beating them? Do they have – look, you played the position. Just tell the truth. Do they have this big of – I mean – I don't want to come down on Milrow that bad, but mm-hmm. Dave, those two throws and interceptions were really bad. Do they got a quarterback problem? Well, sure, and they were really bad because of the expectation that's been set. The last four guys there right. are playing on Sunday, <laughs> not just playing on Sunday. They're playing against each other. They're not riding the pine, you know. Right. I mean, and 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 we have seen Alabama win with just uh, I hate this term system quarterback. You know, what's a quarterback supposed to do other than run the system? But that's a term that gets used a lot. And we've seen Alabama win, you know, a decade ago uh, championships with those type of guys because Nick Saban had a monopoly on not only the best 
best recruits, but you know, just sort of the recruiting hotbeds in the country and sort of had built this blueprint. Well, now all the guys that coach for him are, are in the same conference coaching against him. I mean, Kirby's gone and he's used that blueprint. You know, you got Jimbo Fisher who beat him two years ago. You got Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and guess what? Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. And uh, you know, this was a signature win for Steve Sarkeesian. I can't remember him having a signature win as a head coach when he was at SC, when he was at Washington. And certainly he goes to the, the Nick Saban uh, school of rehabilitation where he's the OC there and revitalized his career. And I've met the guy, the time I've spent around Steve Sarkeesian, I really like him. So I, I root for the guy and I, I'm pulling for him. And I thought this would be the defining year. Is start Steve Sarkeesian a great head coach or is he a great coordinator? And there's no shame in just being a great coordinator because he is that at the very least, you know, but this was a signature win for him to go in Tuscaloosa, you know, uh, beat his mentor. And uh, as, as far as Jalen Milrow, yeah, look, he's going to be the best athlete every time he steps on the football field. Right. And we've seen this. Uh, I saw it earlier in the same day with Jeff Sims uh, playing against uh, Colorado when he was at Nebraska. It's like at some point, Yes, those those guys, they can take off for 80 yard touchdowns at any time. They can throw the most beautiful deep ball you've ever seen for a 70 yard touchdown right. bomb. But is winning the highlight reel worth three and a half quarters of mistakes? And with both of those guys and both of those programs, they weren't pulled out of the football game which tells me there's not a better option behind Agreed. Them. Now, for LSU, Alabama, and Texas A&M, three programs we've already talked about, all sitting here with a loss, all sitting here with a non-conference loss, though. So the SEC West, to me, man, is wide open. And I know we're going to get into LSU, but to me, for LSU, it starts this weekend. I you, don't just, you don't just walk into to start Vegas. You know, like Mississippi State is a serious football program. Mike Leach or no Mike Leach, and, and rest in peace. Man, I absolutely love that guy. But you're going to be facing off against a quarterback that may be the all-time SEC passing yards leader by the end of the season. So, look, LSU has their work cut out for them this weekend. Alabama's going to have their tests ahead of them. The SEC West is wide open. And if you win the West, that gives you a chance to win the conference. I know Georgia looks great and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But if you win the West, it, all it takes is one game. You could win the conference. And the winner of the conference is making the college football playoff. I agree. Two losses, three losses. Like, they're going to make the college football playoff. So all three of those programs still have everything they want right in front of them. Cone, you brought up the West being open, which, which leads me to – I, I don't want to say – I know it's not an overreaction about Jimbo and him being done, but, I mean, man, they did not play bad against Miami. Like you mentioned, no. it was Miami that showed more than maybe A&M did. Look, offensively, they have a pulse, right? Like, yeah. they, they are scoring – is it too early to say that Jimbo is done in your opinion? Yes, yes. And and Texas A&M could have uh, could have played that game against Miami and lost that game in such a way that I would have come on here and said, "Here we go again." And this is the difference between like a lot of people just look at the final score. And I think in, when we talk about Colorado, I'll get into this point too with them. A lot of people just look at the final score or they watch the highlights. Like I'm trying my best to watch every single play that I can of as many games as possible. And I'm telling you, yes, there were some physicality issues for Texas A&M at the end of that game. And, and that's not something you can really fix midseason. You either got guys that want to go hit somebody or you don't. Right. But I was watching that game and I was thinking like, no, like, like Bobby Petrin, like it wasn't the offense, right? You know, it wasn't the offense, which <laughs> look, Jimbo Fisher is still responsible for the the entire team, but Bobby Petrino recruited me at Louisville. I thought he came in with a great game plan. I think it's, do you have the 
the personnel to fix things midseason. And I think, like I said, Connor Wegman is a very good quarterback. There's a reason. I'm a Max Johnson fan. And when Max Johnson didn't get that job over Haynes Keen last year, I thought, man, this Haynes Keen guy must be the real deal. And when he came out and performed the way he did, and they had to put Max Johnson and plug some holes, I thought, okay, what are we doing the same thing again? Because mm-hmm. Max Johnson's not getting named the starter, but I've watched this Connor Wegman kid play. He can play. I really do think Texas A&M, as long as they don't panic. See, that's the thing. is Now that you have gone on the road and you've lost to Miami, does it start to seep in that, oh, here we go again, and maybe we're really not that good? I think they have the pieces to be able to execute. I don't think there's going to be any friction between Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher. At least I hope not. They're both pros, right? And so, look, re- regain the momentum that you had and, uh, and finish out the season well and to Jimbo's credit a little bit and I don't like giving him credit but he let Bobby cook I mean they were down and he let him cook so so we'll see you talked about Colorado I just I can't take my eyes off of watching them play man it's just so entertaining every snap of both football (laughs) games and most of the country has you know know. that's already a win they're playing with house money more than any other program I've ever seen is you know, Shadur Sanders the third best quarterback in college football right now that he's getting labeled as? You know, I, I don't want to say that. I saw what Mel Mel Kiper came out and said he needs to be the third pick and all that. Like, there, there's man, there's some great quarterbacks <laughs> across. I mean, I don't know if he, I don't know if he'll end up being the third best quarterback in his own conference. When you start like Michael Penix Jr. can sling it, man. Bo Nix is the real deal. We don't even need to talk about Caleb Williams. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. The Cameron Ward kid, Cam Rising, that's just in the Pac-12. But I will say this, and I knew Shadur Sanders could play because I watched some of the Jackson State games last year. Um, but I'll tell you what, this he's not just some athlete back there playing quarterback, running around and making plays. He is a serious quarterback. And I'm telling you, no I watched doubt. every snap of both of those football games um, that I didn't think they would win. Okay. And, and yes, they, they can't run the football. They can't stop the run. And somehow they're still finding out ways to beat a big 12 team that went to the championship last year, an old school rival team that is in the big 10. Now uh, Shadur Sanders is a very, very good quarterback. And I say that for all of the, I mean, first of all, he's accurate with the football, accurate with the football downfield, his pre-snap recognition to be able to identify not only man coverage, but then take advantage of it. When he gets it late in that game against TCU, he was getting man coverage. He was hitting backs out of the backfield to take advantage of that. Right. Um, getting hit in the face he's gotten he's got he's taking some shots early gets right back up uh all of those things that you want to see and then you add on top of that his playmaking ability and being able to find guys like travis hunter down the field like he he's he's a he's a serious quarterback now how he shakes out and where he ends up being in terms of you know will will he leave for the nfl draft or where will he get picked i don't know he reminds me actually a lot of jj mccarthy a lot of J.J. McCarthy, the difference being that Shador Sanders is going to have to throw it 45 times a game. This is the thing that's going to keep Shador Sanders in the Heisman race, and it's it's a good thing for that, but it's not a good thing for Colorado, is they can't run the football. And it's not going to get any easier when you play Utah and UCLA and Oregon on the road. And because they can't throw, because they can't run the football, he's going to be throwing it 45 times a game, and he may throw for 400 yards a game, <laughs> whereas someone like J.J. McCarthy at Michigan can do all those same things but Blake Coram's ripping off seven eight yards a run so they don't need him to do that well you know it's interesting too Dave early in that Nebraska game I was like yeah okay you're not but you're not even trying to run but then they ran twice I'm like okay (laughs) and now now I see why he's gonna have to throw it I, I 
I think it's interesting hearing you talk about him because when you have a quarterback with that meteoric rise, and I know that he's Dion's kid, Cone, but I mean, still, I mean, that's still a pretty massive meteoric rise for him. Do, how do you think that they shake out in the Pac-12? I know that y'all talked about this today, but how do you think that they shake out Colorado? We did talk about this, and Blaine's been bigger on – my co-host Blaine Crane has been bigger on Colorado uh, going into the year than I was, certainly. Um, look, I mean, we're going to find out a lot more. I think that they're going to beat Colorado State, and they're going to start 3-0. and So that would already break the, the win total that I had them winning for the season. Then after that, they go on the road to Oregon. That point spreads 14-and-a-half right now. Ooh. Like, I don't know. I mean, let, like, let's see if they can keep just pulling – rabbits out of hats i don't know but the way i see it man oregon oregon is a very serious contender to make the college football playoff and then after that you play usc um you know and uh, i think that lincoln riley is is dialed in right now he always is on the offensive side of the ball but i think we'll see them be better on defense this year the good thing for colorado is they don't play washington i actually have washington making the college football playoff i think you know michael Penix jr is as good as it gets at, at the quarterback position let's see if their defense is good enough but um you know my thing is colorado Colorado's already playing with house money. They've already won. You know, even if Deion Sanders didn't win a single game, they would the narrative would be, well, he's building the momentum and just wait till next year and all that kind of stuff. So right. what he's already done, you know, they they they've already won, really. All right. You know, I gotta ask you last question before I, I get you out of here. And I think that uh we do have another cone in the house here too. Oh, there's the <laughs> wife. Yes, indeed. I, you know, I got to ask you about LSU before I get you out of here. I yeah. know that you know the the Florida State loss, and I know that y'all did the uh, the the the. I don't. I'm going to use the wrong word. Not the watch along. What do you call that? The uh, we just live streamed it. Yeah, the live watch streamed party. it. I was uh, actually listening being, to. Yeah, I was listening to y'all, man. Yeah, I was. I, I really, you know, that means a lot to us, man. Well, I mean, I'm like, man, look, I can't listen to you know Chris Fowler talk about LSU being ass for three hours, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, your thoughts on LSU? What do you think? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, man. I was surprised with the second half of that football game. Right. Um, obviously, it was tight early. And then Florida State made a commitment at halftime and said, we're going to run the football on LSU. We're going to give them all they can handle. And what surprised me about it is that Brian Kelly's the type of guy to me. He's the coach who goes in and make halftime adjustments, right? Right. Not, like Mike Norvell's going in and saying, you know what? Let's let's just go give these boys, let's drag them to the deep end of the pool and really find out. You know, when they spaced them out five wide and they hit Keon Coleman for the slant route out of empty and one in space, you don't see that a lot against LSU because you guys have have so many great athletes but okay florida state has great athletes too you won on a slant route and took it 40 yards to the house so be it but running the ball down lsu's throat in the second half that's what shocked me and and that does speak to an issue that's hard to fix mid-season but like i said before i'd rather try and fix problems mid-season with the personnel that can do it right that's what right. i'd rather do and for LSU fans, keep in mind that ball game's tied with five minutes left in the third. You know, it's kind of like Michigan, Ohio last year. Like Michigan fans are are bragging that they really put it to uh, put it to the Buckeyes, and they did. But a lot of that pulling away was late in the fourth quarter. Like that that ball game for LSU FSU was tied five minutes left in the third. I don't know how it got away from LSU so badly. But like I said, this is the week to start. It's not going on the road to Tuscaloosa and Bama. I know everyone had that one circled. It's not you know playing. Texas A&M and trying to get revenge for last year like you at this point you're down you're you're down a game that was the insurance game right like you can't afford to go and overlook a team like Mississippi State on the road I think this is the week we'll find out is LSU for real are they gonna say hey let's go make a statement 
in Starkville and just beat them to sleep? Or are they going to let Mississippi State hang around for three and a half quarters and all of a sudden have a chance to win the football game late? And now you're looking at two losses. That's what I'm worried about. But look, I had Michigan uh, LSU playing in the national championship at the end of at the end of the year. We sat down with Jaden Daniels at SEC Media Days. Man, I really like the kid. He's got a lot of confidence. I don't know why we didn't see them pushing the football down the field more. I don't know why we didn't see the screen game against FSU. But again, these I heard uh, who was it? It was um, maybe Peter Burns or, or someone like that saying LSU is actually in a better position after the loss to FSU this year than they were last year. I did scratch my head for a second at that. And then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't pretty at the beginning of last year. And you guys still won the division. Well, and you know, Cone, this was, to your point, this was the game that turned everything around for LSU to win the West, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this was the turning point. So, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting you brought that up really quickly. You know, Ohio. you talk about Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State then turns right around and almost beats Georgia on the last second field goal that they had to make, you know, to, to win that game. So, Ohio State. And if they do that, they would beat TCU and be national champs. Right, which is, which is wild and why we love college football. Buddy. I, thank you for taking time away from your family. You know I love when you're here. We're going to find this Zaxby's Canes thing. We're going to do this Let's soon, do it, I man. promise you. Thank it's you. always a pleasure to join you, man. You have a great show. You t- Well, you guys do. And, and man, congrats. 100K subscribers on the tube, man. We really appreciate it, man. In 18 months' time, you know, just reviving that YouTube channel 18 months ago. So it's all thanks to you guys. Everyone who listens, everyone who supports, it's, it's all thanks to y'all. And because of y'all, we get to keep doing it. See you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you. All right, that's David Cohen from Crane & Company. Always fantastic, dude. Always fantastic. Uh, Cody McGee with a $499 Super Chase. Says, I think Utah is going to be the pack, is going to be in the Pac-12 and football and going to be in the playoffs. What do you think uh, to Cone? Um, I'm sorry I didn't see this. I wish I could have asked him. Um, wish I could have asked him. I could text him. <laughs> he, I mean, look, man, Cohen is one of the best, uh, best dudes out there, dude. One of the best dudes. And then his wife, Darby, says, thanks for having him on. Great show, Blake. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Darby, so much. Um, I don't know, Cody, if they can win. I'll answer. I don't know if I think that they can win the Pac-12. <sighs> but they're just really well coached, man. I mean, but they're going to have to go through a gaunt. Look, I know that people don't. Um, I know that people don't like the Pac-12 and think that it's bad football, dude. They got they got dudes. They got a lot of quarterbacks in that conference. Like, man, you could make the argument that Shadur Sanders or Bo Nix is the fifth, sixth, seventh best quarterback. You can rank them. So I don't know. Cam Rising still in there. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Let's get to our final break. I do want to talk about this uh, Tommy Tuberville thing, and then I'm going to give my picks for the SEC this week. It's a lot. We'll run through some of them really quickly. But let's talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, and a good friend Steve Bean over at Bayou Bongo. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. 
They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. <laughs> Gotta come out right out of the commercial. So listen, Tommy Tuberville and Congress are trying to um, come up with a resolution for NIL and the transfer portal. So Tommy Tuberville did a exclusive interview today in reference to or with on three in reference to nil and the transfer portal and i just want to say this tommy tuberville used to be known as the riverboat captain right like for some of the shady things that he used to do okay i don't mind the nil uh uh uh, uh regulations right like I, I don't mind that Every state, all 50 states being on the same playing field, it, it helps everybody out. Collectives, boosters, they got to identify with the school. Okay, you want to have regulations, I'm cool with that. You're not taking away anything from the players. You're just making steps and making everybody on the same playing field. I'm cool with that. Don't mind that at all. Tommy Tuberville saying it's not fair for everybody. Tommy, you used to pay recruits when you were at Auburn, bud. Okay? It wasn't fair when you were at Ole Miss and Auburn. It's not fair anywhere else. I just think that some of the things that they are trying to do, like the transfer portal, hey, you got to be at school for three years before you can transfer. Tommy, the Supreme Court, like this is how I know people in Congress can't read. From the legalities of it, just from my background in it at all, they're going to pass the transfer pool act where you got to wait three years before you can transfer. Okay, I don't really hate that, but three years, I wish they'd make it two. The Supreme Court ruled that you can't do that. You bringing up res- regulations is only, yeah, you might get it for a couple years, but it's going to get thrown out, bud. Like, can you not read? Can you not read? You get paid a certain amount to have staffers. Let them read it. The more and more, this is all I'm going to say on this, the more and more that we allow for politicians to continue to get involved in sports, the worse it's going to get. If you really want to make change, if you really, really, really want to make change, call your U.S. Senator call your congressman 
tell them that you do not agree with this. And if you do, good on you. But I promise you, when this goes back to the Supreme Court, it's going to get uglier. I promise you it will be uglier. NIL regulations, cool. Portal, keep it open. If you're an LSU fan, you want the portal to stay open. You've had superstars come here out of the portal. Superstars. We'll see. All right. Before we get out of here, let's do some of our SEC picks. So you know that LSU and Mississippi State play at 11 a.m. on Saturday. You know where I'm leaning with that one. You know I'm taking the Tigers. Interesting matchup here. Kansas State and Missouri. Kansas State beat Missouri last year, if I'm not mistaken, like 42 or 40 to 12. This game's in Como at 11 a.m. I do think it's going to be closer than some of the experts think, but I'm still going to lean with the Big 12 champion in Kansas State on that one. South Carolina at Georgia, give me a break. I love South Carolina. I love my buddy Chris Phillips over there at the Spurs Up show. I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. Give me Georgia here. A really weird one at 2.30. Alabama goes to South Florida. They go to Tampa. That will be on ABC. What in the world is Alabama doing going to South Florida? Why? Is there, you know, did somebody lose a bet or what's going on here? Bama's going to respond. I do think that they might get some different quarterbacks, some more play here. I think Alabama big. UL Monroe versus Texas A&M. The 318 is great, but Monroe is going to go into Kyle Field and get their asses kicked. Tennessee versus Florida in the swamp. On Rafino and Joe's show tonight, I may I put an asterisk next to my pick. So I am picking Tennessee right now. But if you're going to bet on this game, you better keep your notifications on our Twitter. I might change this. Joe Milton has not looked great early. But Florida is just so bad. They're just so bad in so many areas. I don't... There's just not one area that I think that Tennessee isn't better than Florida. I think they have the better coaching staff. I do think that they have the better quarterback. I do think they have the better offensive line. I think they have the better running backs. I think they have the better wide receivers. I think they have the better defensive line, the linebackers, secondary. But this game is at home at night in the swamp. And Joe Milton last week against Austin P really struggled. Guys, he started off the game one for eight. I'm really interested to see what happens here. As of right now, I'm going to pick Tennessee, but I'm leaving myself some wiggle room uh, for that game. Sanford and Auburn, Auburn's going to clap them. Vandy goes to Vegas to play UNLV. I'm sprinkling a little money on the Vandy boys this week going to UNLV. Barry Odom is the head coach at UNLV. Their defense still stinks. I think that Vandy can go in there and run the football and throw with A.J. Swan a little bit. Give me Vandy over UNLV because I just don't trust in Barry Odom or his system. I am taking Ole Miss against Georgia Tech. Give me the points and the money line on that one. I'm betting this one big this week with Ole Miss. Uh, BYU at Arkansas. I'll talk a lot about Arkansas the next week. But listen, if you want a quick preview of Arkansas or Arkansas, that your team that LSU plays next week, go to the Rafino and Joe show on YouTube uh, and get that. They are they have not changed. 
and KJ has not progressed his quarterback. Yo, you listen. You think that Jaden Daniels hasn't progressed as a quarterback at LSU? You really need to go watch Arkansas versus Kent State. They got pushed around early in that game. You think LSU got pushed around about, around Grambling? No, they were just you know it was what it was. But if you want a quick preview, go to Rafino Joe Show and listen to that. Akron at Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't play anyone until they get to SEC play. They don't play anybody. So hopefully we go fourteen to zero this week. We'll see. Till tomorrow, knuckleheads. We'll see you soon. Peace out, Girl Scouts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.